Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, the American singer Lizzo has come in for fairly sharp criticism for using an ableist slur in her new song, Girls. She uses the S word. And I was debating whether or not um, we play the song where the, that the criticism has followed on for, from, or um, I think it's by way of context, we need to give you the lyrics so that you're aware of what we're talking about. Um, and I'm not in any way in, in endorsing it, endorsing this. Um, and I do want to say that perhaps for people listening to us today in their car or in their home, if you've little ears beside you, um, it's probably just important to, to note this now if it's if it's not something that you want to, to them to hear. Um, but the, the criticism of Lizzo's song comes from the opening verse of her new single, Girls. And I'm going to quote the lyrics for you now. She sings in the opening verse, Hold my bag, bitch, hold my bag. Do you see this shit? I'm spaz. That's the that's the opening line in the verse, and and that's the the word um, that has generated a huge amount of criticism. And as I said, I, I I said said it today because we're going to be talking about it, and you won't know what we're talking about if you're not familiar with the song. Um, Bernard McIlvanny is from the group Access for All, and he's with me on the program today. And Bernard, th- thanks again for for talking to us here on the show. Um, how did you feel when you heard when you first heard the lyrics of that song? Um, how are you, Andrew? Thanks how for you, having yeah. me on. Um, uh, it's a it's a it's a funny one actually. It was uh, when there was uh, Twitter sort of blew up, and we started getting a lot of messages. Had we had heard the uh, the lyrics, and how did we feel? And uh, so uh, we sort of we, we we had to have a think. We we sat down and we had a little conversation, and I had a little chat with my daughter, and uh, you know she'd be very aware of of language and and everything. And when I mentioned the particular word, straight away she went, "Oh no, no, that's." That's not, no, Dad. That's not, that's not right. So I said, you know, I had to think, and uh, and I went, yeah, you know, something, you absolutely, because I know um, some people will say, you know, maybe blown this out of uh, out of context, blown out of proportion, but words have changed a lot as we've we've all grown. You know, words that we would have used possibly when we were younger, that uh, you know meant something, but actually were derogatory, and we've learned mm. that they are. We don't use them anymore. And if you notice, the words usually refer to minority groups in our in our society. And uh, this particular word is uh, it refers to being a certain way and acting a certain way in a derogatory manner. Um, I, I we had to think. We went through it, and we saw that in 2014, Weird Al Yankovic he used the same word, so he did in a song, and uh, he actually was on the record of saying that. Uh, he now realizes that it's considered highly offensive to people. And for that, he was deeply sorry. And he would take that word out because he had learned that it did upset people. It did upset a group. And actually, the group in particular we're talking about, a lot of the time, don't have a voice. And they rely on other people to, to, to give them that voice. And um, not only because they, they're just having a platform to speak, but because sometimes when you live in... In, in, in our society with a disability, you, you sort of blend into, you've become conditioned to blend into the background. But when you have someone as high profile as this, as I said, 12 million uh, people follow her on Instagram, 2 million on Twitter, that's a really strong profile. 
and a lot of young uh, young young girls, young young boys, young men and women would look to these people uh, as uh, icons in their cultural sphere. And then to use a word uh, like that, um, it just you could just you could nearly hear the groan from the community. You could hear because ableism now has become a thing and. You know, we're we're moving on, we're progressing as a society and, you know, we've made huge strides, particularly here in Ireland, like we really have embraced our minority groups, but there are certain words that we would never Mm -hmm. dream of using, especially when it comes to people of colour. And and they do have an impact and they they do really, like, you know, you can say what you like if it doesn't affect you, but you have to think outside of yourself and and go right here, we have have young, young boys and girls that now they're hearing this word is sort of just like a throwaway word, but it's referring to to them in a derogatory way. The person that's saying it might mean it, but it has an impact, yeah. and we have to be aware of it. Yeah. Remind me again, Bernard. What 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 age roughly is is your daughter? Sophia is twelve. Twelve. So Sophia is so, so, Sophia is twelve, and she's she's becoming very aware of the online world of yeah. of you know between YouTube and popular culture. And, uh, you know, Sophie is actually here with me today. Right. We had an appointment in Temple Street. Yeah. So we did. And she was, she was when we were discussing it, like, she was like, she was, she was like, no, I thought we were, were better than this now. I thought we were mm. supposed to be advancing uh, the cause a bit better than this, that people are becoming more aware of people with disabilities who live uh, in an inclusive society. But this can be just dropped like that. And like I said, in popular culture, when did that sort of a and she's she's an icon really, and she means a well, lot to particularly young women. You see, that's the the, the reason I ask uh, asked about about Sophia's age was was like you know sort of that the friend group and and that a lot of the that's the kind of the the age profile, and I I know slightly older obviously that you know would be starting to or listening to the likes of Lizzo, and and yet here's the the lyrics that that we're talking about today. Well, we were we were we were just saying like, how would she feel? Imagine now she's around like with a group of friends because they are they're, they're all twelve, they're heading into their teenage years, and someone decides just throwing a bit of music and they're having a bit of a bop or whatever it may be, and that song comes on, and like okay, everyone else might say you know it's only a word, but she's there in the room with her friends in her wheelchair, and this comes on mm. to say, do you see? This spaz, like I mean, like how would that make? I don't think know. how to make me feel. I know, I, I know, and I and I would, you know, I you know, I mean, I think I'm 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 a lot older now, but I'm very aware of how you know words can impact people, yeah. and uh, it's really it did. Now it's sort of we were thinking as a family as well. We were saying, you know, we thought we were we're, we're getting above this, but we're obviously not, and now in a situation, even if you went to maybe like, you know, in a year's time, she'd become secondary school and you went to a school disco and that song comes on and, you know, you're the only one in the room in the wheelchair. Uh, how does that make you feel? And, you know, so they do have impacts. Mm, absolutely. And as we, we can see with the online commentary that, uh, you know, and which is one of the few you know, big pluses for the internet world and, and, and like, I know Twitter can be a hard place at times, but it actually does give a voice where once before it didn't, particularly for people with disabilities and our minority groups. Mm. And I can see, you know, people have to be listened to. They're online, they're saying, no, this is really hurting us. This is, 
you know, I'm a young woman or I'm a young man and I, I live in the disability world. We are up against enough barriers as it is. And we'd prefer if our entertainment icons wouldn't use these words that are in, uh, in such a way as to normalise them for everyone else. And then that's what happens. They yeah. become normal and acceptable. Yeah. Okay. But, but they're not. So, Dur- uh, Durville McDonald uh, or McDon- McDonough, apologies, I should say, um, Bernard Durville McDonough, who's the CEO of Inclusion Ireland, is with us here too on on the program as well. Durville, how big of an issue is ableism? It's a huge issue, and thanks for having us on the program today. And just to ta- chime in with what Bernard has said there so eloquently, you know, we have moved on a good bit in Ireland, all right, but there is still ableism is still absolutely rife, um, and there are major issues facing the disabled community today in Ireland that really need to be surfaced. And I suppose conversations like this are a gateway into those kind of conversations we need to be having publicly. Um, so just in preparation for, for coming on the airwaves, um, I had a conversation with a couple of people with intellectual disabilities about the song lyrics and just asked them how, yeah. how it affected them or what their thoughts were. And um, one of the individuals said, um, you know, I'm absolutely disgusted that people still think it's OK to use these words. And another person got actually genuinely quite upset in, in speaking with me this morning, remembering and recalling her experience in school. And when I was a child, I was called words like that. And I still remember it to this day. So the hurt and the pain and the words that are used stay with people throughout their lives. And I think we just need to wake up to that as a society. Get real. It's 2022. You know, you can Google, you know, um, how to how to use appropriate language. You can you can develop an understanding. You can ask disabled people openly about what terms that people prefer and I think there's just no excuse in this day and age to not to not um, improve how we speak about people and with people. I, I know there will be people who will text in um, and they'll they'll say things like you know the, the word that we're talking about here if we want to say the S word right is used colloquially in, in the US um, and you know that the, that maybe the context of it isn't, you know, not meant in the way that we're talking about it. But there's been a lot of groups um, and advocates have since Derville come out and called for the song um, to be, the, the lyrics effectively to be changed. I mean, is that something, would you support that? I suppose it's really interesting who comes out and talks about that and says it's only a word and it's only a, a, an expression. And um, it's generally people who are not affected by it that can have that privileged viewpoint, you know. So we need to listen to disabled people and what they are telling us. And um, we need to understand the hurt and pain that is being caused and listen and respond to that, to the community, rather than listening to people who are not affected by terminology. So I just, um, I'm always interested in who, who the people are who are, who are supporting the kind of language and um, I suppose whether or not censorship is something that we're we would be approving of I just think this is a time maybe for for Lizzo and others to to reflect on the language that they're using to maybe listen to the disabled community and think about how to do things better and of course there's an opportunity to change the lyric or to do something within the song and I presume that that would be very welcomed by the disabled community today. Bernard when you're talking like listening as yourself from the from from the group um, Access for All and, and in talking to your own daughter, to Sophia, like, do you think the, the song should be re-uploaded, if you want to say that, with the line removed? Well, like that again, uh, you know, you need to, she needs to reflect on the impact it's having. And on reflection, if uh, if I'd created a, 
like she'd look at that as a piece of art that that really sort of upset a, a group within uh, in my society and a, particularly a group that I know for a fact would be uh, they struggle sometimes to have their voice heard and a lot of the time they are pushed to the periphery of some of the bigger conversations. I'd say to myself, you know something, I'm actually, I'm going to listen to the people now, what they're saying to me. It's upsetting them and that in itself should be enough for me to go, look, I can change that or I can tweak it in such a way. I don't necessarily have to use that word because obviously it is having an impact. It's not the positive impact I wanted. It's actually quite negative and I'm above that. And, and this, this is another thing that sort of it's bothering us a little bit with, with Lizzo because she is actually a, a voice, a particularly a, a strong female voice, and she, she does try and fight uh, women's rights and uh, particularly around body shaming and all this kind of stuff. And she's, she's, she's quite a powerful voice. And then to be that powerful voice and to ignore a minority group who are impacted by the words you're saying, that really takes away from her particular uh, activism and what she actually really stands for. So I know, uh, and definitely what Dara was saying is 100%, because it'll be people who, who are non-disabled, who don't have a window into the disabled world, who will be saying that we are overreacting or that, you know, what's, it's only a word, but... Uh, it's funny how it's only a word until it's a word that impacts on you or your family mm. or the people around you. And then it, it becomes a bit more than just a word. So it, it's about a thinking and it's about an acceptance. And it, it, you know, it's about facing up to, OK, a little bit of a mistake here. And she would come out, wouldn't she be uh, a, a stronger advocate if she came out and said, look, I, I dropped the ball on this. You're right. I'm going to learn and we're going to move on. I'm going like whatever, find another word that's just as impactful, but but doesn't upset or doesn't uh, doesn't sort of denigrate mm. a small little yeah. group of people that that really don't have a voice. You know, they're reliant on other people to uh, to speak up for them at times. F- five three one zero six is the number if you want to get in touch with us here. If you agree or or, or whatever your view is, um, listening to Bernard and, and Derville, Emily Larkin, who's the founder of Invisible Disability Ireland, is uh, is joining us as well. Emily, how hurtful is this kind of language? Um, well, it's definitely not helpful when we're trying to move towards, like everyone's saying, a more positive, inclusive, modern language, and this is just such a regression of you know the years people have tried to to educate people and you know apologies we don't want to get into political correctness essentially um, but it is important that people are correct on this term and like that we don't want people feeling like people with disabilities are overreacting and like that it, it's just a word it is a very derogative word and it's very important to see like people were saying Izzo, who is such an advocate these terms in such a way and I think it would be helpful if she did come out and maybe apologise or change the words. I think that would be really helpful in showing that that she does words and that she does apologise for them. Do you think, given that the song, I think the single was it released just on, I think it was last Friday, wasn't it? The the single came mm-hmm. out. Um, given the reaction that there's been to this online and and from groups um, representing people living with disabilities, do you think is that likely to happen? Um, I suppose it's up to Lizzo and it's up to us to make the waves and for it to get to Lizzo and to hear the community. Um, it's great to see so many people from the community coming on and speaking about it today. But it is up to Lizzo herself as it is her song. But it would be nice to see her listen to the advice, the professional advice 
the personal experiences and change those. And that's all we can hope for when people with disabilities, you know, express concerns, but their concerns are listened to. The issue of um, ableism and I suppose mm-hmm. that kind of discrimination in favour, if you want to say, of, of, of able-bodied people. Um, is that is that something, Emily, like, is it ever more apparent? I mean, our society you know, was built by um, able-bodied people, so we are constantly navigating a world that isn't people with disabilities. And I suppose this is just another example, particularly in popular culture. You know, seeing, seeing representation of someone like you is very hard in media, and to see this happen now in, in popular media, it's it's very difficult to try and ensure that people with disabilities are heard and that there isn't a undertone. But unfortunately there seems to be and that starts with representation. So I, I hope Lizzo does listen to the advice and all we can hope for is that people think about what they say first, that they use person's first language, so a person with a disability and that they use the correct terms. And you know, it's okay to get things look wrong you know we all do but it's important to learn the mistakes or to correct yourself that's how you know we don't make those mistakes Mm. again Emily Larkin, founder of Invisible Disability Ireland. Um, also as well, Bernard Mulvaney from Access for All and Derville McDonough, the CEO of Inclusion Ireland. Thanks a million to you all for joining us on the programme today. It'll be interesting to see actually um, if momentum continues to build like it has done since Friday online. What, if anything, uh, will happen? 53106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us. This listener says plenty of other artists also. Um, have quite insensitive language. You haven't called them out previously. Yeah, well, it's just interesting, as I said, this happened over the course of the weekend. This listener again, the Black Eyed Peas song, um, originally had a much more insensitive lyric to Let's Get It Started. Kanye West too. Disappointing that no lessons have been learned by the next generation of artists. Keep the text coming into us, 53106. We are going to talk about the luggage. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.